Well, good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to Monday. It is Happy Monday on the Bliss Report. It's Dr. Sasheen checking in with you as you start your week. So Bliss Code Monday is all about being happy and embracing the concept of happiness, pursuing happiness, seeing happiness everywhere, but also understanding how happiness fits into your life plan because there's some misconceptions about happiness that I think we're going to dispel today and also there's the idea of happiness as being universally the default state that I think you might be surprised to learn is in fact not the case. So we're going to talk today about happiness. Every Monday we're going to come in and talk about happiness and this is our first Monday on the Bliss Report where happiness is taking the forefront and we are looking at how to make our lives more about the pursuit of happiness than the default state of happiness. And we'll do that after a word from Anchor, our sponsor. Well, good morning, everyone. It's so good to be back again at the top of the week to talk to you and hopefully give you some motivation for your Monday. So whether you're in the car, on the treadmill, over your first cup of coffee or tea, hopefully this podcast finds you in good form, good spirit, and ready to talk. So let's do it. So did you know... One of the interesting things I like about this is I get to share with you things that you may not know exist in the world. But did you know that there is a happiness index that ranks all the countries in the world, the major countries in the world, um, and their level of happiness factor based on certain factors? And not surprisingly, I believe it's the Finnish uh, or the Norwegians, I have to go back and look again, are in fact some of the happiest people on the planet. In North America, it's the Canadians. Again, not shocking about that. The Canadians tend to be much happier than their um, Estados Unidos counterparts below them. Um, They're actually on par with Costa Rica, which I'm also not surprised are some fairly happy people. Have you seen their countries? Oh my gosh, they're both so beautiful, right? But it's interesting that we track this concept of happy and um, there are certain countries which seem to really place their citizens in an environment where they can at least pursue happiness more regularly and so they tend to be happier. But here's some interesting information that I think is really important. What we think of as happiness is something that's composed of several different components, right? And there's a science behind everything and I am a doctor. The doctor before my name is not just there because it's pretty. Um, But I, I like science And I like the idea that science has fluid answers for some really interesting questions about our life. And happiness is something that gets talked about a ton. Like you see lots of memes about it, lots of stories about it, talk shows about it, all about what does it mean to be happy? How can we be happier? What, you know, what makes you happy? And did you ever stop to ask yourself, why is it that we can't just stay happy? Why is it that it's, it's always this pursuit of happiness rather than the state of happiness? And I think it's because, and some science kind of backs me up here, because happiness isn't a state. It's a fleeting state of being. It's not a permanent state of, of, of location. So what I mean by that is we don't get to happy and stop. Um, life keeps happening to us. And so when we get to a happy state, after a pursuit of that happy state, we find ourselves there for a brief time and then another emotion 
comes in and moves us on down our journey. Um, and some strong emotions do that. Fear, anxiety, stress, anger, um, shame, guilt, all kinds of, you know, um, responsibility, all kinds of other emotions come in and kind of move the happy emotion to the back burner. The dopamine levels drop, perhaps the cortisol levels increase, which are the stress hormones. And we find ourselves once again in that pursuit of happiness. And what I want to say to you this morning is that this is actually a more natural rhythm and flow of life than in a permanent state of happy. So let me read you some of the things that I have discovered in my quest to bring you a happy report this Monday morning. Um, happiness is a reward, okay, that the brain tells us that something has gone right and or we're doing something that is beneficial. And so it releases dopamine and we feel good. Our endorphins rise and we feel amazing and we are happy. So the concept that somehow we're going to be happy all the time starts to fall apart when we realize that for the brain, the feeling of happiness is a reward for something that the brain perceives as having gone right for us and as or and the mind perceives as having gone right for us or we've done something that that our brain or our mind finds beneficial and brain and mind are not the same thing which is why I'm making that distinction and so when we do that and we get the happy feeling that's fantastic but have you ever noticed when you eat something that you like a lot so I really love ice cream I don't eat it all the time um, but I love ice cream a lot and when I eat it I'm perfectly happy in that moment, it is a beautiful thing. I feel no, no guilt, no regret. But what I do think is important is that for this example is that I can't eat ice cream all the time. It makes me completely happy, but it would lose something if I had access to it 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I actually don't keep ice cream in the house for that reason, because when I want it, I want a certain type of ice cream. I want the luscious, wonderful experience of it and then I want it to go away I don't want it to be around because first of all I'd probably eat the whole thing every single day no longer would I be happy right so the thing that initially brought me happiness that that feeling of bliss that dopamine release would become mundane um, every day boring no longer happy so you see you see my friends my listeners out there the happy state of being is fluid because the things that make us happy aren't around all the time. There are a lot more things stressing us out, making us sad. I mean, let's face it. Have you listened to the radio these days? Good gracious. Uh, making us angry. So many other things come in and move our state of happiness out of the way so that when happiness comes back around again, we're so excited. It's like an old friend has returned to us and we can embrace it for another period of time. And then we have to let it go on because other things come in and take over. And this is normal. And so when you see all the memes and the movies and the songs and the talk shows and the, and the podcasts and, and all of us talk and all the people, I'm not lumping myself into this because I'm talking about this differently, talking about how we should all be happy, 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 happy. I think we're missing the point. We're not designed to be happy, 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 happy. We're designed to pursue happiness. We're designed for the pursuit because it's in the pursuit and acquisition of the happy feeling that we're the most happy. And then when we move on to the next emotion that comes along, we find our happiness goes away. 
We may not be unhappy, but we might be moodier. We may just be flat, neutral. We may be angry, anxious. We may be um, peaceful, but we're not happy. And I think it's really interesting that if we stop and think about the concept of happiness as a place uh, that we need to go to and that we need to strive to get to, as opposed to a place where we stop and life ceases because it's all of a sudden happy, I actually think we would be happier much faster because then we would appreciate the happy moments when they come and then we wouldn't stress about them when they weren't there because we would know, well, I'm pursuing happiness again. So here we go again, back to the science. Okay, the second thing I discovered was that once the brain, that beautiful wrinkly thing between our ears, once the brain identifies a source of pleasure, it provides a pleasurable sensation. So again, everything in the world does not bring us pleasure, right? Every moment of every day, we're not being exposed to something that brings us pleasure. If it's Monday morning and you're actually listening to this podcast where, at, on your morning commute or at the gym or whatever you may be doing, you're probably not listening to it from a place of pleasure. <laughs> you might be looking for some entertainment, some information, uh, to hear my dulcet tones if you like those. But chances are that, that this podcast may make you feel informed. It may make you feel entertained. It may give you a warm feeling of acceptance. It may give you a feeling of belonging if you're a listener and you support the podcast. Thank you. Um, but chances are it's not releasing the happy feeling in your body unless I say something really important that speaks to you and then you'll be happy for that moment. But it's going to pass and that's okay. I think it's really important to stress that it's okay that happiness is a pursuit that we're always doing and we pursue it, we get it, we pursue it, we get it, we pursue it, we get it. In some ways, it is our chance to be hunters in the in our daily lives because we're always hunting for feelings of pleasure um, because that releases that dopamine sensation which, it, it, which says to our brain, hey, I did something reward me, reward me. Okay, here's dopamine. Be happy, be happy. And because that's what we're doing when we find things that bring us pleasure. So once the brain sees a source of pleasure, it provides a pleasurable sensation. And then that sensation leaves. Back to my ice cream example, right? When my brain knows that I'm going to go over to whether it's Carvel's up here in the Northeast where I'm located or Cold Stone if I'm home in the Midwest visiting family, um, or if it's Baskin Robbins, or if it's any number of other ice cream venues, if it's the kind of ice cream that I want in the moment and my brain knows that I'm going to get it, it makes me so happy because in that moment, the brain is saying, this is a source of pleasure. And because I don't have it very often, it remains a source of pleasure. It doesn't get old. It doesn't, um, lose its edge. It doesn't become something that I'm just, it's just rote. Now that I get it all the time, I no longer want it. And because it's still a source of pleasure each time that I get it, then my body gets this, this rush of good feeling and I can enjoy it. And then I can go on my merry little way until I'm ready for that rush of feeling again to come around this thing that brings me pleasure. So what brings you pleasure? What are the things in your day that you identify or in your week or in the month or in the year where you can see 
the places of, that are bringing you pleasure and your body and your brain working together to produce this happy feeling. Because chances are it's not 24-7. Hey, I have a kid. There is no way that I'm happy 24-7. There is no way that he's happy 24-7. Um, <laughs> usually these days he's, he, he's, anyway, tells me he's bored. He's eight. Um, but what I do think is everyday life isn't designed for us to constantly be in a state of happiness. And I'll tell you why here in a minute. But the third thing <laughs> that science um, indicates is that it's the pursuit of happiness that keeps us most motivated as we move through life in various states of feeling. By pursuing happiness and looking for those pleasurable places and those pleasurable states of being and those pleasurable activities, we're actually much more balanced and achieve that mind, body, spirit connection that we're always talking about uh, much faster when we understand that happiness is a journey of pursuit, not a destination that we're trying to get to. Because think about it, if it's a destination that we're trying to get to and we get there and we don't stay, what happens? We stop believing in happy. We stop pursuing happy because I'm never going to be happy because I was happy, but I'm not happy anymore. Well, that's because you thought happiness was a state of being that you would constantly be in instead of a, a journey of happiness that ebbs and flows like everything else ebbs and flows. And what, I'm, what I was reading was that happiness is not our default state, reading here again, is not our default state and not the way the brain actually works. Again, this wrinkly thing between our ears is so fascinating, right? Um, let's talk about the idea here that the brain actually doesn't need a constant state of happiness. Woo, okay, here's why. We like novelty and then there's predictability. Predictability keeps us from, <laughs> um, keeps us putting food on the table and taking care of our kids and, and, and going through life being good citizens, hopefully, if you're listening to this, please be a good citizen, being good citizens in the world, because we know certain things are predictable. We know that there are certain things that are going to happen in the world. There are certain things that are going to happen in our environment. And there are certain things that are going to be always ever present. That predictability is boring. Let's be really clear about that. There's no novelty there. There's nothing exciting about it. Sometimes it's a drudgery. Sometimes it's a pain in the ass. Sometimes it's annoying and it makes us angry. But the predictability allows life to move forward in a certain progression. Then you have this novelty. You have things that come along that break the predictability chain and allow you to feel something different. And we pursue novelty because we know how to do predictability. The brain, the wrinkly stuff between your ears, likes this balance. It likes the balance of predictable, 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 novel, predictable, 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 ooh, look at that shiny object, predictable, 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 oh, nope, another shiny object. That keeps us adaptable. That allows us to react to things in our environment because we're expecting things to be predictable, but we understand that sometimes they're not. And man, that fires the brain on all different cylinders. And that actually keeps us malleable to everyday life, which may, which is why when something comes along that triggers the brain's pleasure center and makes us happy, we're so freaking happy, right? We're so excited. It's like the first time, and I have a, I have a kid, so I'm gonna use a lot of kid examples, but it's like the first time you see your child walk. The predictable thing has been shuffle, crawl, scoot. My child didn't crawl. <laughs> That's a whole other story. You know, scoot, 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 scoot. 
I crawl, 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 and you be, you get into this predictable pattern. And then one day they stand up and they take a step. And the novelty of that moment, the sheer joy and pleasure of that break in the predictable chain that ushers in a different way of life, because now we're going to go from, you know, the first step is really exciting. The hundredth step, eh, you know, tell me I'm wrong, right? The first step is amazing. The second and third, equally blissful. Four, five, and six, okay, we're, we're still, we're still tracking here. It's still fun. Uh, seven, eight, nine, yeah, 100, 100, 102, we stop counting at some point because now what was novel and wonderful and exciting and happy, fulfilling is the predictable thing. The novelty wears off and now we have a toddler running around and we're like, well, I, I thought I wanted you to walk, but now I just want you to crawl because I can come pick you up. But that's a great way of understanding why the brain actually prefers and why we should think about happiness as a pursuit and not a, a state of being. Because you can't maintain the state of being that you had from the, the first time your child took a step. You can't, you, you won't recreate that. And their next 100,000 steps, because that's what they're taking, don't have that same wow factor. They don't have that same, oh my gosh, when they're 13, you're not still counting their steps. When they're 21, you are definitely not still counting their steps. And so when we think about happiness as a pursuit and that the brain identifies a pleasure based on this novelty sensation that comes along, that, that breaks up the predictable, then it's easier to move into the space that happiness isn't a state that I should always be in. Happiness is a place that I'm always trying to get to. I'm always trying to get there. And sometimes I'm there and sometimes I'm not there, but I'm always trying to get there. And when I'm there, I enjoy it. And then when it's gone, I'm trying to get back there because the first step, oh, amazing. Meh, the 1000, not so much. And then it's the first word, or maybe before the first step is the first word, you know, your kid. Um, and then it's the first time you hear mama. And if, then it's the first time they say daddy. And then it's the first time, you know, that's why the first of anything is so powerful. But the 1000th iteration, not so much, <laughs> not even close. And, you know, you can work to make the 1000th iteration feel good, but it doesn't hold the same power as the very first time you do anything. It, it may feel wonderful. And if you are say, um, uh, a, a world-class athlete, man, winning that first tournament or that first game, amazing. Winning it in the juniors, amazing. Totally different feeling when you win it as a, when you win it as a, a, a pro though, right? Like that is a whole different level of happy because you've now won your first thing as a professional. But the 1,000th time you win that thing, it may have a little less oomph. Now, here's the thing though. I'm going to take basketball. I don't really watch basketball a lot, but I think this is a great analogy because basketball plays a lot of games. And winning that game is really important during the season. But man, when those finals start, it's like every other game they ever played all season long doesn't matter because it's now time for the playoffs. And everybody's excited because in the playoffs, anything goes and teams rise and fall and people are happy and sad and happy and sad and happy and sad. And then you get to the final 
and you win the final and that moment of sheer joy and pleasure, fantastic. Also fleeting because it's supposed to be because that's why we don't play championships every single weekend. Because if we had a championship for any sport every other weekend, we would stop caring about it. We would no longer be happy. It would no longer make us happy. We would stop paying attention. And that's why the pursuit of happiness keeps our brain adaptable to the things that are happening in our life. The second thing that, that happens is pursuing happy, happiness prevents us from getting bored and becoming complacent. Because here's the thing about that predictability novelty thing, right? Predictability is fine. It keeps the bills paid and make sure that we wear our seatbelts and we don't go off, you know, half cocked and do something crazy. But we also pursue things that make us, that get us outside of our comfort zone. We go to the gym, um, we pick up a new exercise, we hang out with new friends or we hang out with friends, period. Um, we may do any number of things to break the monotony and prevent ourselves from getting too complacent because in complacency, we're bored. We get really bored. So then, excuse me, we have this great drive to break the complacency. That brings us happiness. How many people out there right now, Monday morning, listening to me are like, gosh, I can't wait to get to whatever day this week when this thing that you've got planned to do is coming. And you know why it's making you happy now? Because it's a break in a very predictable week. It's like your whole schedule's mapped out, but there's this thing that you've got going on. And if you don't have a thing, get a thing, please. Um, there's this thing that you've got coming up that makes you giddy, like you're excited because it breaks the monotony. And this allows our brain to focus on something that's not boring. Because I mean, life is kind of boring. <laughs> it's not a bad thing. We need life to be boring in some way so that we can get things done. Life can't be a constant up and down, up and down, up and down. Some days need to be just steady. You don't need it to be exciting. You don't need it to be a novelty. You just need to get up at whatever time you need to get up, do what you need to do and go to bed because that's what you need to happen, period. And we'll talk about health tomorrow when we talk about the concept of needing to make sure we get enough sleep. That's for tomorrow. Today we're talking about happiness. But happiness comes from the break from the boredom. It doesn't come in the boredom. So here's the thing. The pursuit of happiness is about balance and balance is what keeps us happy. And I keep hitting the desk. So I'm really sorry if you can all can hear that. Balance is actually what we are supposed to seek. We are not supposed to be continually happy all the time. Think about what I've just said to you. Happiness is a fluid state that reacts to certain stimuli. It is a reward that the brain gives when it's when we've done something right or we have done something beneficial. Well, you're not doing something right or beneficial 24-7 to the point where your brain is constantly releasing the dopamine that says, I'm happy, I'm happy, I'm happy, I'm happy. Um, I think some people live in a higher state of, of potential peacefulness, but that ain't happiness. Happiness feels like something different. It feels different than peaceful. It feels different than neutral. It feels different than complacent. And you know what it feels like. I, I can't describe to you what it feels like per se, because 
everyone knows that feeling in their body when they're really happy about something. So for instance, my son's out of town right now visiting his father. And I know that for the time that he is gone, I miss him. I'm not very happy because I miss him, period. And the day he comes home from visiting for the length of time that he's gone, I am always so happy because it's the break that I've been looking for in a long stretch of time where I'm just head down, you know, doing things I need to get done um, because I don't have a child around. But when he gets, the, the minute I see him, the minute he gets off the plane, I am ecstatic. Like I can feel it in my body that I, that my son is home and I just, I feel like I can take on the whole world and all, and I just hold him and I hug him and I squeeze him and I kiss his little face because I feel so happy. There is no way I could sustain that level of happiness 24 seven. And anyone who tells you that that's how they feel all the time, they're running away from something and they probably should, should really consider therapy. Um, and I say that not facetiously at all, because again, the brain requires balance. It's not going to release dopamine 24 seven over you remembering to shave in the morning or to go to the doctor's appointment that you've made or go to the dentist or get your oil changed. That's not really what happiness is about. Happiness is about the brain saying, oh my gosh, this feels amazing. And all the dopamine is released and you did good and rah, rah, you and yay, yay, yay. That's what happiness is. And when we're out of balance, we can't achieve that kind of happiness. And so on this Mondays, I want to wrap this up because I try to, I want to try to keep these at about 30 minutes so that you have a chance to digest it and really take it all in. But we're busy people. We got things to do. And I want to make sure that you can get to those things without feeling like you got to keep listening to me because I can keep talking. But I want you to think about what is happiness for you? What is it that you think about? When someone asks you, are you happy? Can you say I'm pursuing happiness on a daily basis and sometimes I get there and sometimes I don't? Or do you say I'm generally a happy person because that would be an accurate answer? Or do you say, I, you know, I don't really know if I'm happy or not. And if you say, mm, you know, I don't really know if I'm happy or not. I would ask you or I would encourage you to think about it like this. You don't have to be happy in that moment. You are between states of happiness, and that is a great way to remember life, that you are between states of happiness. And the more you can embrace being between states of happiness, you can also then embrace that happiness always finds us. It always comes back. It's always on the horizon because it's a pursuit and capture, release, <laughs> pursuit, capture, release. If you're a fisherman, you get where I'm going with this, catch and release. Where we catch happiness, we catch that feeling from the break from the boredom, the break from the complacency, the novelty that comes in and, and makes us happy, and then we release it. And we rest, we can rest assured in the knowledge that we're gonna get it back, that it's going to come back around because we are pursuing it, beautifully pursuing it, gracefully pursuing it, sometimes stumblingly pursuing it and tripping all over ourselves pursuing it, but we are pursuing it because the brain requires us to do so. And if that isn't a blissful life, I don't really know what is. So for all you terminally happy people out there, I'm not saying that you're not happy. What I am saying is maybe what you think of as happiness all the time is a state of contentment and a state of peace. And there is nothing wrong with that. 
but we should pursue happiness as if it were like oxygen. We should want to have the experience of being happy and we should embrace it when it comes and when it goes, we should rest assured in the knowledge that it will be back. That is the bliss code for the, excuse me, the bliss report for this Monday, talking about the happiness code. If you like what you hear, please leave a rating and a review and subscribe because subscribers make sure that we get more people to listen to the podcast. Also, if you'd like to follow us on Facebook or Instagram, we are there as the bliss report or Dr. Sashin. And what else? Oh my gosh, I keep, I sometimes forget all the stuff I'm supposed to say at the end. Um, <laughs> I think that's it. Please leave a rating and review. Uh, and if you want to, to support this podcast, we do have a link for that as well. We're starting a Facebook group soon for the listeners, but at the moment, some things are still in the work, but we're just going to keep on plugging away until we put all the pieces together. Have a great Monday, everyone, and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye now.